we want to look at three principles which help us in teaching our children to manage their anger. First of all, it helps to recognize it's a long process. We have our children with us for 18 years or so, and it will generally take all of that time to train them to express their anger appropriately. We need to teach them that tantrums won't lead to them getting what they want, that hitting a younger sister when they're angry gets them into trouble. They are on a process of learning that ultimately talking it through when they've calmed down is better than sulking or slamming doors. There were times when we despaired and wondered if a particular child would ever learn to express anger without taking it out on others. It seemed to take a long time to see progress. For certain children, and where there are difficult circumstances, the process can be harder and longer, and we may need to seek professional advice. The second principle is we have to try to find out the root cause of their anger. The only way we can do this is by listening to our child, using the skills and tools we looked at earlier. It may be that they're angry because they can't get their own way, or they've been hurt by someone, or they feel they've been unfairly treated by us or by others. Again, remember halt and think, are they hungry, anxious, lonely or tired? Of course, it's not always easy to work out the root cause of anger. It might be a combination of reasons. Sometimes our children may not even know themselves. As they're growing up, they will at times experience new and complex emotions. Often, as adults, we are only concerned that they understand us, and we fail to make the effort to try to understand them by listening carefully. Of course, it's difficult to listen if the child in question is angry and behaving irrationally. We may be so focused on the immature and unpleasant expression of the anger that we fail to see what's behind it. I've got a good example, actually, of when our eldest, now nine-year-old, um, was angry. He came home from school and he was just really obnoxious and very difficult. And I remember sort of saying to him, which is awful to admit, but I remember saying to him, oh, just, you know, go away, Charlie, and sort yourself out. And it probably was the worst thing I could have said to him in light of the situation, because what was really going on was at school, we'd moved house, we'd moved school, he was learning how, you know, learning new friends, learning a new school layout and all of that, and felt very isolated at school, a bit left out, hadn't been allowed to play football in the day. And actually me saying to him, go away, was quite a harsh thing. And so, whereas when he came home from school, I just thought he was being grumpy and, you know, maybe going through a stage. Um, but actually the root of the problem was really that something had upset him in the day. And um, we then could sit down and talk about what was going on. He admitted a few things that had happened at school that had not made him feel very nice. And we could talk about it and put some practical things into place to help him the next, next day. The root cause might be something that means a lot to them. Maybe it's a friendship that's not going well. Perhaps they're feeling unfairly treated. Or it's to do with not getting into the football team, which doesn't seem that important to us. But if we don't try to discover the cause of their anger, we can make our child angrier still or drive them to suppress their emotions altogether. And these feelings may then come out in rebellion later on. Creating an environment in which they can talk and they know we'll listen to them helps prevent a build-up of anger and resentment and encourages a relationship of openness and honesty. What I've learned about myself since I've become a parent is that um, the early days are so easy. 
you, you love them, you pick them up, you enjoy them, put them to bed, a bottle in their mouth gen tends to do, you know, solve any problem. Um, it's when they start answering back and they've got a brain that works, you know, that, that sort of can argue or debate with you. And that's where it gets tricky. And that's when um, I guess I've gone from what I say is right and forget about what anything else, what you think, to um, actually discussing how they feel about things and why they feel about the way they do about certain things. So it's, it's, it's coming down a couple of pegs and um, coming alongside them and uh, hearing what they've got to say. That doesn't mean to say that if their anger is directed at us for putting in a boundary, we should back down. That won't help them in the long run. We need to insist that they do what we're asking them to do, calmly and firmly. Later on, when they've calmed down, we can say, I understand you didn't want to go home when I said, but that's no reason to be rude or to speak to me the way you did. Your behaviour didn't make it fun for anyone. Well, today we have a worksheet for you to work through. You'll find it in the study guide attached to this content. Work through that alone, maybe, at first, and then share it with your partner in parenting or with the group that you're sharing this course with. Have a good discussion. We'll see you tomorrow.